the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and also, as you all know, owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business. And each and every week, we bring you pertinent information, and this week is no different. We have a great topic that we're going to talk about this week for our seniors, and I think it's going to be very timely for many of you. And it's understanding, planning, and dealing with taxes. Yes, I said the word taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Near and dear to everybody's heart. We all need to go through it. Why not be more educated on it, especially for our seniors? So we have a guest in our studio today, and he is from W Tax Group, and his name is Dr. Augustine Arbalu. Did I say that correct? Wendy, you said it correctly. Thank you so <laughs> much. Good morning. For, well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. And you're an attorney. You I are am. a doctor. You've had a lot of education. We are extremely excited just to kind of glean from your wisdom when it comes to taxes sure. and the W Tax Group. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what the W Tax Group is. Well, the W Tax Group, just by way of background, is really an uh, we're a tax resolution firm. Well, what does that mean, a tax resolution? We represent, we take a, a focus and experience approach to representing taxpayers uh, who may be dealing with issues pertaining to the IRS or a taxing agency that comes a-knocking at your door, or you receive a notice in the mail requiring you to respond. It could, And generally, it arises from there being a deficiency in taxes that you owe or something that is not clear, and and therefore it requires a response. Oftentimes, people will put Panic. it away. <laughs> not sometimes. At first, they sort of ignore it, and some and and then later on, they panic when they get a more threatening letter. 
And generally, I get them when they're when more often than not when people are getting the threatening letters, and we respond and we represent them before uh, the taxing authorities. And so it could be in any number of, of areas. Uh, when it comes to working with seniors, which is an area that we do a lot of work on because we're a national firm, we have clients around the country, not only in Michigan, uh, but in Maine and Hawaii, uh, Texas, you name it, we probably are representing them. We have clients who have lived overseas and come back. Uh, so we're primarily working to work out their issues with the taxing authority or the IRS and trying to be smart about it in terms of addressing it in their best interest, getting them the best resolution possible, and also planning ahead and with the hopes that they don't get themselves into that problem again moving forward. Wow, very good and very you know, necessary. It's, it, it is necessary because, as I was saying to you off the record uh, before we got on, that 50% of all seniors, when they file their tax returns, end up owing taxes. Now, the question is why? Exactly. That's well, what I want to know. <laughs> well, Wendy, it, it's fairly simple. Uh, a few years ago, only 10% of seniors were working after they received re- reached their retirement age. Now, 20%, and they're looking at it, it's going to be 30 40% of seniors, they reach retirement age, and they realize that maybe they want to continue working. Uh, they feel still vibrant. They feel like they can, can still contribute, and they start working. And they start collecting their Social Security benefits. At the same time. At yep. the same time. And when they do that, the taxes that are withheld are very minimal. And so that ends up creating a gap because the IRS does say and provide, as most people probably know, Social Security benefits are not taxable. That is true as long as you don't have other income. Mm. Now when you have other income, whether that's wages or not, those Social Security benefits that you receive become taxable after you reach a certain threshold. And the more you make, the more it gets more of your Social Security um, benefits get taxable, anywhere going from 50% of it being taxable up to a maximum of 85% of it being taxable. And so if the taxes aren't really withheld sufficiently to take care of your tax obligation when, when the due date for your return is to be filed, you end up with a deficiency. You're a balance owing. Got it. And you know what's interesting is I actually have had some seniors come to to me and say I'd be interested in working for you part time, but I can't make more than like I think it's fifteen thousand or something like that a year. And I was like, oh, okay. And I never knew why, but this is why because they exactly. didn't want to make more than a certain X amount of dollars. Sure, because then their Social Security benefits become taxable, and and obviously is that number different for everybody, or is it the same number? Well, no, it, it differs depending on how much you make and Got how much it. and what age you are. When you re- reach uh, full retirement age, your Social Security benefits are not taxable. Now that raises another issue, and that is, uh, do you file a tax return? Well, if you only receive Social Security benefits, you really don't need to file a tax return. You don't have to. Because it's not taxable. On the other hand, you want it, you want to file a tax return because you want the statute of limitations to run on that tax return. 
and and smart thinking is file your return even if it shows zero 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 so the statue runs the other issue related to that as you get older you have a lot of different investments you have a lot of different sources of income that comes in and you start forgetting about did i include all my income on my return or not and I have made a practice with my uh, senior clients to sort of to wait until I am able to get the wage and income transcripts, which the IRS releases, uh, typically six months after the end of the year. And it and it provides a whole list of all revenues, incomes that a taxpayer has received. And so what I do is then I compare it to what my client has given given me, and then I include it. That is excellent information. Yeah. And because there are so many different accounts, like you just said, and some people might have accounts overseas. Oh, that raises another issue. As you know, foreign or you don't know, uh, anybody who has more than $10,000 in foreign bank accounts are required to to report it yearly to the IRS through what's called an FBAR filing. Okay. Yeah. More than $10,000. Yeah. More than $10,000 in a foreign bank account at any given time. They have to report it. And they need to be very cognizant of that. You can get yourself in trouble if you don't. And oh, I believe that. Yeah, you have to. Of course, there's other issues around that, and a lot of people don't realize that. Seniors are pretty savvy these days. They might be getting into issues like cryptocurrency, and they have to report that also on their tax return. Uh, It can be complicated. There's no doubt about that for sure. So talk to me a little bit about money drawn from an individual retirement account, a pension or 401k. What is the tax liability on that? Okay, so every state's different. In Michigan, uh, and I don't totally recall the ages, I think it's after 1953 if you were born, your your pension... distributions are taxable at the irs level they're always taxable but every state's slightly different and that raises interesting issues too because seniors may be moving around right sometimes they stay in michigan one for a period of time and then they go somewhere else and generally they're going to somewhere in the south and yes, with sun and great weather. That's correct. right. <laughs> and Florida is a very popular, a very popular, popular destination. And Florida doesn't have an income tax rate, any income tax there. So they go there to take advantage of that. So the question then comes in, what's your residence? What's your domicile? Right. Uh, and so that will... And that means where do you live more, right? More where do you live? Months. Is it Michigan or is it Florida? Uh, that, is that, how they come the, up with that, that, that is a general rule, but there's more to than, than just simply where you live. The question is, uh, where was your intent to make your home? And, and if domicile is the primary focus, meaning where were you intending? Where do your social security benefits go to? Where do your, your mail go to? Where's your, all all sorts of information going to. And if it's going to Florida, then you're tending to show that that's more my, my residence domicile as opposed to Michigan. But then you have the issue, do you still own a home in Michigan? And if you own a home, did you claim the homestead exemption? Which raises another issue because homestead exemptions is only uh, available for permanent residents. 
So you'd be better off claiming it in Florida if you, exactly. if you in fact were. Exactly. Yeah. And then that means you're going to lose your homestead exemption in Michigan. Right. So all these questions are very important. And listeners, I'm sure you're wondering what phone number you contact our <laughs> sweet man at. And I'm going to give that to you. So grab your pencil and paper. It is 877-500-4930. And we will have him walk through what happens when you call that number in our next segment. Because there is a lot of information, seniors, out there that we need to know about, and he's very knowledgeable. He has um, his doctorate degree, his master's degree. He's an attorney. He's got more education and experience that we all need to glean from. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Again, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, understanding, planning, and dealing with taxes in this segment. And wow, W Tax Group is an amazing organization, as you've all learned in the first segment. Lots of good information for seniors in regards to taxes. So we're going we're gonna to ask you first... Um, Sure, Wendy. Dr. Augustine, if you could tell us the process when someone calls that 877 mm. number, what should they expect? They should, they, should be, they should expect to be connected to one of our resolution officers. A resolution officer uh, interviews you, qualifies, tries to focus in on what the issues are that you face and where you are in the process. Are you really looking to plan are you or do you have something that's caused you to call us more often than not in our in our industry they're calling us because they've received a notice unfortunately uh people don't do there's a there's a whole uh group of people out there that either don't file their returns because they had income that requires them to file their returns, they forget about it, and they think it's going to go away, so they don't deal with it. It's only when they get a threatening letter or where it's just bothering them so much that they call. So our resolution interviews them to find out what's really going on here, and and then we go through uh, an investigation. Uh, we generally like to find out what is the IRS already know about you. And so we do that. Uh, we call that phase one. Uh, we do charge for that. Uh, generally, it's $500 that we charge uh, because it takes a, a lot of time. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we get the information, and then we, we present it to them. We provide them where, where they are now. Sometimes they have the information. Sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes they have some, but not all. And so what we really need to know is what it, where is the IRS or the taxing authorities have this taxpayer at? Where are they in the collection process? And that's very important to know. And how might we be able then, we try to figure out how do we then address it? How can we fix it? How can we pr- reach a resolution mm-hmm. that will be, most satisfactory to the client and to the taxing authority. So that's very important. We need to understand where they are 
now. Yes, yes. And then they you walk them through that whole process yep. all the way to yes. the end. So that that person is kind of assigned to them. To They're assigned, and this. then yes, and so and then I get involved in dealing with their issues as to where they are to try to map out the best resolution possible. Uh, it, it could be. Let's go back to the example of domicile. Someone uh, is claiming that they don't live in Michigan and and they're living in Florida and they shouldn't be paying any taxes and the Michigan Department of Treasury is claiming that they owe taxes. So we try then in that situation is to gather the information and present a a position to the uh, Michigan Department of Treasury as to why they should not be uh, assessed any taxes because they are residents of Florida. Uh and if it's if it's if we're successful then they will abate that and 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 we move on uh sometimes it's a little more challenging than that because oftentimes the Michigan Department of Treasury has already done a lot of investigation and clients will forget conveniently or not about information or they think they can outsmart the Michigan Department of Treasury or taxing authority a lot of times when they've gotten to the point of collections, it's either one or two reasons. They've got a lot of facts on them already, or two, the taxpayer hasn't provided any information. Gotcha. And, and so They're requesting information. And they haven't yeah. responded. They haven't done anything. And we now we, we try to work that then out. you step in. I step in. <laughs> You're the fix-it man. I'm the fix-it man. We don't want it to get to that point, though. No, you don't. Yes, we absolutely don't. So here's another good question for you. What are some legitimate deductions that seniors can claim? Okay. Let's talk about uh, what happens when you're at the senior, you become a senior. Is Lots of times your home's already paid off. A lot of times people have already paid off their home. So really the issue is whether they're going to take the standard deduction which the IRS gives them. And they're very generous now for seniors. If you're jointly uh, married, it could be well over $25,000. So the question then is, are your standard deduction going to be less than your itemized deductions, your medical expenses, your interest payments, all these other uh, allowable expenses? And I have found then more often than not, they are, there are no, there's not enough legitimate expenses to deduct, itemize, that will exceed the standard deduction. But there's a caveat to that. The caveat is that a lot of people now, with COVID and everything else, they started their own business. Now, they've got a, uh, they're doing something on their own. And they're generating revenue, and they're and also incurring expenses, right? Uh, they reach 65, 67, they still feel vibrant, they've retired, they're going doing consulting, doing whatever, whatever. And they make maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars on the side doing that. That's a business. That can be uh then that then means you can file Schedule C, which is a separate return on your re, on the tax return, a separate schedule on the return that you can deduct a lot of your other expenses, phone, um, uh, supplies, uh, transportation expenses, all sorts of office space, all sorts of expenses that can be offset against the rest, the gross income or gross revenue that you've made. So 
that becomes a, a possibility with one caveat. Recognize that if you make net income and you report it on the Schedule C, you're subject to self-employment tax. And that's 15.3%. Oh, because everybody forgets about that. They forget about that. <laughs> and that's in addition to the income tax. And that's, you said, 153 percent 15.3% that they have to be aware of. And then they have to also be aware of, well, I'm going to treat this as a business. I'm going to tr- create this business, but I don't make any money. Well, the question is, is it really then a hobby loss? They won't allow you any deductions on that. Or any because you don't make any money, uh, or is it really? Is there a profit motive that moved you into setting up this business? How do you operate? And I always tell my senior clients: if they are operating and creating and starting their own business, make sure you have a separate bank account. Do not mix it up with your personal. Very good, great information. I'm going to give you their phone number one more time. I think this is important. It is eight seven seven. Five zero zero four nine three zero. That's how you get a hold of W Tax Group. Okay, one more question here. What advice would you give someone who's considered considering reinvesting interest, uh, dividend income, and receiving a ten ninety nine DIV or ten ninety nine INTF? Yeah, what I advise them to do is try to to be cognizant of the fact that that you don't need the money, but you're reinvesting it but you're going to be taxed on it by virtue of being issued a 1099, whether it's a DIV or, or an interest or a 10, some, uh, some amount or 1099R. So what do you need to do? You need to uh, make sure that you make estimated tax payments during the year. You try to use the voucher, consider both that if you're a Michigan resident, you're going to have some taxes there. And if you're at, when you file your tax return, you're going to have to, to you, that's going to be reported as taxable income. And so you want to try to calculate how much will you be owing during the year? What's the estimated amount that you expect to, to earn? And, and then make your estimated payments. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can use a voucher, mail it in. You can go on irs.gov and you can make the payments online during the year. So I always advise my clients to consider using IRS.gov as a quick way of making, making your payments. payments. Well, exactly. and you said 50% of seniors owe taxes at the end, at the end of the year. At the end of the year, 50%. So let's get in front of it, right? Hey, get let's in front of wait. it. Well, that's another pr- issue that's very important. You want to make your estimated payments so that you don't have a failure to pay penalty. A failure to pay penalty can, can accrue up to 25%. Uh, and it's generally at a 0.5%, and that's in addition to to uh, interest that's being charged. This is good information. Listeners, reach out to W Tax Group. Again, the phone number, 877-500-4930. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for helping our seniors. And what an amazing opportunity to learn seniors about our our taxes. We definitely need to understand, plan, and deal with them a little better than we are. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable, good Mm -hmm. information, and definitely something we all need to hear. We'll be switching gears in the next segment to a home care 
uh, information and memory. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome to our Next Steps for Seniors program. And our topic right now, um, switching gears, we're going into cognitive decline and home care. And we have with us today Rose Swede. She is the president of Companion Assistance. And so good morning, Rose. How are you today? I'm great, Wendy. Thank you for asking me to come back to your show. I love it. I'm glad you're here. So we um, had you on the program uh, a few years ago, actually. And a new thing that you've been very passionate about is the program that you offer to stave off Alzheimer's. So it's a passion of yours. So many people nowadays, um, as you know, Alzheimer's is on the rise. And it's heartbreaking. But you have a secret ingredient. So share with our listeners what things a person can do uh, to improve their cognitive skills. Okay. I'd like to start off by telling you about my handyman. My handyman comes to my house a couple times a week. I know every place he has been in my house because there's a bottle of Coke. There might be some Kleenex wadded up. There might be a tool. There might be something because he forgets constantly. And when I tell him you could never break into my house because I would know everything, he laughs and he says, well, you do know I'm senile. Senility runs in my family. And I yelled at him last week and I said, you've got to not say that anymore. This is wrong because you can do things to stave off senility. You can do things to improve your cognitive functioning, meaning your mind. You have to exercise your mind. Just like we exercise our bodies, right? Right. And people say, why would I want to do that? I can get whatever I want on the Internet. Well, you can also read the Inquirer for your daily news. That's my response. But anyway, um, I've done a lot of research. And when I found out about the monuments at Stonehenge and Easter Island, that they acted as memory palaces for the ancients way, uh, in fr- way behind us, I learned some memory techniques that are amazing. The memory techniques help create more neuronal pathways in the brain, and that's what you want to do. For example... One of the first things I do every morning for 25 minutes is I touch type. And I use touch typing as a method to uh, create more skills for myself. And my brain has improved, and I can uh, see the improvements because I keep an accurate log of touch typing, and I march. There are touch so typing So when you say touch typing, you're saying like on a typewriter. On a manual typewriter. How many people have one of those? (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Not too many, but it works. And then combine this with memory challenges. And I'm not talking about the single crossword puzzle you do every day, though it's worth it. I'm I'm talking about memory techniques that you can use, memorizing a poem, a limerick, your shopping list. You can create memory palaces right on your body with your ten fingers provided that you use the same memory palace for the same things, because that's the most obvious thing to do. A memory palace is a technique of creating ways to remember what you're learning. 
I know people who are just amazing champions and there are memory championships. Dominic O'Brien is the one who brought the memory championships to light for everybody else in 1991 when he helped create these. And what memory championships do, and Dominic O'Brien proved this, is that he felt he was having some cognitive decline as he was aging. And then he learned through his uh, extreme note-taking and research that, no, his cognitive functioning had improved. He believes that everybody should do rigorous exercising during the day, at least, um, you know, a half hour of aerobics, very vigorous aerobics and vigorous. In addition to the memory exercising. Yes, and then start learning about ways that you can memorize. Uh, Aboriginals are one of the uh, chief groups nowadays that still use their ancient memory techniques. And what they do is they carve their story on a stick, just with little symbols, and they turn the stick when they're talking about their ancestors. It's really interesting. We don't do that anymore because we rely on the Internet. And, um, you know, our brain is like our bodies, exercise it, and it works better. And we've just lost that ability to memorize a large amount of information at one time. Well, and uh, listeners, I just, as you're speaking, I have to just say this because... How many people get in your car, even though you know how to get to the store, you put it in your phone and you hit go because you want your phone to tell you where to turn and how to get there. And we've, like you just said, we've stopped thinking about how do I get to a certain location? We just stick it in our phone. It's an automatic thing. That's right. And um, one of the things that I'm adamant about, and I help groups of people at local libraries do these exercises, and we work together for a month, two days a week, and it certainly makes a big difference in everybody's life, but you have to stay with the program of um, touch typing, of vigorous walking, of memorizing, of um, even doing things like learning a different language. I'm learning French. I have, as you know, I had a travel company, and I loved my travel company, and it was geared to senior citizens. And our senior citizens are going to two uh, two places that require knowledge of French. Not for them, but for me, because I feel this is important. One is Sacred Paris, where we learn why these cathedrals are so sacred. And the other one is a train trip a la 1930s, a la 1940s, into Quebec, Montreal, and Toronto where we have guides showing us all the, not just the touristy things, but the more uh, hidden gems. My trips are geared to uh, offer a lot of education, a lot of knowledge. And so seniors like this, I do them selectively. Mm-hmm. I don't do day trips to uh, casinos or anything like that. No, my trips are focused on, hey, what can I get out of this? What can I learn? And um, what can we do during our trips? Guess what we do? We do, memory. we do memory <laughs> techniques. It. We do. And there are unique prizes. Yes, unique prizes for people who, uh, you know, are able to recite something. Or if I show them a deck of cards, it's usually go fish kind of cards. And if they can remember what symbols and what pictures are there, they get a prize. Well, and I'm thinking back. I mean, we've all played these memory games with our children, you know, where you flip the thing over and try to find. I mean, that would be a perfect game to 
play as a senior. Absolutely, and you can do this by yourself. So if you're home and you want to improve your brain function, I strongly recommend doing something vigorous, either uh, aerobics or fast walking, and then come home, have your beverage and your breakfast, and time yourself to work on a word search puzzle. Get the easiest word search puzzle you can, put your timer on for two minutes, and see how far you get. I love it. And I got to tell you, listeners, I mean, as she's talking, I'm getting motivated because when you when you use something, you definitely can tell the difference. And I, my personal opinion, in the United States of America, as we age, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but as we age, we kind of start giving up. I'm going to use that word. And we're like, oh, I'm just getting older. I can't do that anymore. Oh, I'm slowing down. I can't do the steps anymore. I just, uh, uh, uh. No, complacency is not an option. That's we right. We have the ability to continue to use our brain, to continue to use our body. I can't think of one person, maybe in, unless you're bedbound, that you couldn't have started walking, right, a little bit earlier to get in shape a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's good for cardio. That's good for your leg muscles. We need leg muscles to get off the floor. If we fall, you've got to turn over on all fours and you got to push up with your arms and use your legs, period, end of conversation. And if you don't have those two things, good luck getting up off the floor. Yes, you are so right. Um, I take care of a senior citizen who has a dowager's hump. She's trying to get rid of her dowager's hump, and she's doing a fabulous job. in the back? Yeah, that's in the back. That's a hump in the back. And um, she didn't know. All she has to do is pick up two-pound weights, put them over her head. But she has to do this 20 for 20 minutes, and sometimes that can be hard. But there are things that you can do to reverse certain uh, diseases in your body. And I recommend, hey, do this. But one of the things I would just love to tell you about is um, D- Dominic O'Brien. He says, and can we, would you mind if I quoted him? Sure. I find competing in memory sports a way to combat self-doubt. Just when I fear my working memory is perhaps not as sharp as when I was younger, I am reassured by achieving even better results as I get older. So you're never too old to start training your memory. I love it. I think that's a great quote, and I totally agree with you. So listeners, let's challenge each other. I think this is a great opportunity. If you have a typewriter, find a typewriter. What about even a keyboard? You're just going to use a keyboard, no? No, it's you have to see what you're typing, and you don't look at the keys. Oh. Look, yes, and, and uh, typing with your fingers causes your fingers to become strengthened. Somebody said, I could play the piano. Yes, of course you can, as long as both hands move simultaneously with so all fingers key. working. And no your brain is working. <laughs> You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Um, Our topic in this segment is talking with Rose Swede from Companion Assistance. She is the president. And as you heard in our last segment, she's got a memory program that she designed um, that really, I get it. You need to work. We need to exercise our brains just like we exercise our bodies. 
And Rose, you actually will come to their houses and help them with these exercises. Tell us a little bit about your home care program and what you offer. Okay. First and foremost, I've been taking care of elderly people since I was 19. It seems like yesterday. I'm kidding. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I have had that. I have done this almost all my life. I went to school in Vienna, Austria, and I when people found out that I could take care of elderly, I had no problems. It was phenomenal, the things you learn. Um, so I go into a house, into a home. I meet with the family. They tell me what their big concerns are. And I work with the family. We have a contract. We make sure I take care of their loved one. And I take it a little over the top. I take vitals daily. I make sure that the person has the special foods they need or something sweet, something fun. Then when I am able to see where they are, and I took care of one lady and she had uh, extreme dementia. But when I started walking her around the driveway, when we looked at her books in the house, she wanted to read. I would ask her to read for me. She was a teacher. I asked her to recite her favorite passage from English class. She had no problems. And then she kept doing it repeatedly. We were able to see a slight difference in her after just a month and a half. And that is amazing. The other thing that we do is I hate to bring my typewriter to people's houses because it's such an antique that my mother gave me back in the day when I was learning how to type. Remember when we had to learn how to Mm -hmm. type? Uh, Those were the days. I actually use those exercise books, and I tell my loved ones, my patients, my clients, this is your program. You follow this, and let's type it. Take your time. So we take our time every day for a week. And then we start speeding up. We look at memory puzzles. We look at um, word search puzzles. So we get the easiest puzzle of all, whether it's biblical, historical. Um, it's up to the individual. What were the individual's interests? I have one man who, who can't fish enough. He loves fishing. And I work on him with uh, fishing crosswords, fishing memory puzzles. I mean, there's many men that are into fishing, and this just works so amazingly well. So, Rose, share your phone number with our listeners just so sure. they can contact you. Because uh, this is a special day, and I am on Next Step for Seniors. I'm going to give you my personal cell phone number. It's 248 709 That's 248 709 6558. You can call and you can text. Otherwise, please go on my website, which is companionassistance.com, and I'm always filling it with new information. Um, Of course, I'm not going to blog every day or tweet every day because I am busy taking care of you. So tell us about the Uncle Frank's morning calls. Uncle Frank was my one of my favorite uncles, actually, and he was extremely independent. He would go to the most amazing places for vacation in the United States. And um, he would just go at the drop of a hat and not tell anybody. <laughs> Come to find out, he we thought he went on vacation, but nobody had heard from him in two weeks. His daughter went to check on him at his apartment, and he had been dead for two weeks. 
And nobody should have to die like that. Nobody should be alone. So we offer a service called Uncle Frank's Morning Calls, and we talk to the individual five days a week. It could be seven days a week, depending on what the family wants. And we check to make sure they're okay. What did We ask several questions. We engage them for at least seven minutes. What did you do today? What's on the counter? You know, what's happening in your backyard? Do you see the deer? Did the light change? What cars are in your driveway? So they get used to talking to us on a regular basis. And does it help? Oh, yeah. And this way, it takes some of the burden off family members because family members are um, know they have uh, that their loved one has been acknowledged. It's a good thing. It works. It's wonderful. That's excellent. And most of your services, so do you do light housework and different things in the home to help the, the patient and the client? Yes. When we first meet with the family, typically, and this happens with many, many family members, they are so stressed out because they have to either go to their job and who's going to take care of mom? Who's going to wash her sheets? Who's going to change her? Who's going to uh, feed her? Who's going to give her medications? And we stay with mom for the full seven or eight hours uh, depending on how long they actually need us. And we're mom, we turn into mom's daughter. That's how much the people end up loving us. And we take care of them. Um, one family decided that their mother only needed to be changed once a day. So that means her bladder pad was changed once a day. And I said, no, 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 not on my watch. I make sure we uh, are very on top of this because the last thing that you want is a urinary tract infection. And that's exactly what's very common in the seniors. Yes, it is very common. So we do everything we can to help avoid that mm -hmm. because that is very, it's very painful if you're not a senior. Right, right. So your services are private pay. They're not covered under insurance. Correct. correct? Okay. Okay. And just for your edification, um, I am a certified caregiver with the National Caregivers Association. I am also certified by the American Red Cross in basic life support and bloodborne pathogens. I believe that certifications are extremely important for caregivers. You know, the state of Michigan doesn't require any certification, so that leaves the door wide open. I would think a family member would want to have somebody who is knowledgeable, who knows what to do, who knows how to work, uh, you know, a defibrillator. Right, right. So how long have you been offering the caregiving services? The, um, I've been offering the caregiving services solely for the last 10 years. However, prior to that, I did combine it. Uh, I always have taken care of an elderly patient throughout the years. I just didn't dedicate my entire life or career to this. Right. And right. now I have. Wonderful. And what about caregivers or other staff members? You guys oh, yes. I do have other staff who are anxious to always help out because they love to meet my patients, so to speak. And um, they also turn into daughters. So this is really great. Um, we all feel the same way about elderly patients. We are there to help them. And, uh, you know, if we feel that they're so far demented that they don't know anything, well, the very first thing we do is walk them around. Or we take them to the grocery store and we point out different foods. Would you remember when you made that birthday cake? Right, right. Do you need to sit down, sit down on this dog food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what about pets? What if people have pets? Is that problematic? 
I am probably the biggest pet lover on the planet, so it is absolutely fine with me. However, as I tell families with pets, your loved one comes first. I am not your dog walker, but I will walk the dog with mom. Wonderful. And last question really quick. You you carry tools of the trade with you. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I don't feel that anyone can be a caregiver unless they have a box in their car that has things like a lot of towels, bladder control pads, uh, geriatric pants for men and women, wet wipes, uh, Red Cross stuff. And I also carry a sorting box. Do you know what a sorting box is? I do not, sure. When a uh, person has extreme dementia, they want to sort, they want to tear things. So I have a box that they can take everything out and sort it, tear it, do something with it. And let me tell you, that has helped tremendously. Wonderful. We've got one minute left in the program. Is there anything else you want to share about what you personally do for people? Um, Yes, yes, there is. And uh, one of the things I do, I belong to a lot of associations, and I feel that macular degeneration is given such short shrift in this country. People just, because uh, a sighted person suddenly becomes blind, the person will look at you. So you're not really aware that any kind of blindness is there. I love to sit with People who have macular degeneration, they need a hand, they need a shoulder, they need somebody to read things to. They need to have their socks sorted according to color. And I help them do that. And it's very rewarding. Anything having to do with the blind is very rewarding. And she personally is coming out to the home listeners to help you sort these socks. So Yes, yes I will we... sort your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Her phone number again is 248 248- Seven zero nine six five five eight, and that's Companion Assistance. Rose Swede is the president. Feel free to reach out to her if you have any questions. Um, the memory that we talked about in the last segment, I think, is also very important. I love her idea of getting a real old-fashioned typewriter and br- training your fingers and your brain. It's an exercise. We need to exercise our brain as much as we exercise our bodies. That's right. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.